One huge obstacle to normal relations between the U.S. and Cuba, the long history of human rights violations against the Cuban people by the Castro regime. Independent watchdog organization Freedom House says Cuba falls just shy of their worst-of-the-worst list for lack of political rights and civil liberties. This is no surprise to James Kaysen. He's now the mayor of Coral Gables, Florida. But in 2003, during Cuba's Black Spring, he was head of the U.S. intersection in Havana. Well, this was the time when the dissidents, um, the independents all over the island were beginning to organize. There were independent libraries being set up everywhere. You had independent doctors and nurses. And the opposition was beginning to play in what the Cubans called the battle of ideas. Fidel felt that if he didn't crack down on this budding independent movement, they could end up losing political control, uh, and that's something he's never wanted to see happen. So uh, he rounded up quickly the 75. What happened was the 75 uh, were given long jail sentences, sent off uh, all over the island in prison. We began working with the families of the dissidents. We helped them uh, communicate and Give them moral support and the psychological support that we're behind you. We, we think that you should not have been arrested because you didn't do anything that would be a crime in any other country. So we spent a lot of time trying to get the international press and the other embassies to understand what was happening and that these were people worthy of support. The Castro's tolerance for dissidents hasn't improved since then. Reports of arrests and shutting down public events pour in daily through underground blog posts and tweets from the island. So Obama's December 17th announcement was understandably greeted with some skepticism. Yesterday I spoke with Raul Castro to finalize Alan Gross's release and the exchange of prisoners and to describe how we will move forward. I made clear my strong belief that Cuban society is constrained by restrictions on its citizens. In addition to the return of Alan Gross and the release of our intelligence agent, We welcome Cuba's decision to release a substantial number of prisoners whose cases were directly raised with the Cuban government by my team. You know, the problem with these dictatorships is they can always arrest people faster than we can get them out. Elliot Abrams is a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations. He also held key positions working on human rights and Latin American issues in President Reagan's State Department. I don't think the release of the Cuban spies and the 53 political prisoners is all that significant unless it's the predicate to real change in Cuba. Abrams says Obama's announcement is essentially a backing down, an offer to change American policy in exchange for exactly nothing. The president is arguing that if we open up trade with Cuba, that'll open up their economy, and then you'll see freedom come to Cuba. But that's nonsense. Look at Vietnam. Look at China. Look at Cambodia. It's just not the case that increased trade with the United States changes the politics of a communist regime. Cynthia Arnson is the director of the Latin American program at the Woodrow Wilson Center in Washington, D.C., She says there's reason to be optimistic. There's probably the hope that the people who will most directly benefit initially are ordinary Cuban citizens, um, both from the um, increased ability of U.S. citizens to travel to Cuba, as well as the increased ability of family members to send back remittances. And I think what we have gotten in return is the opportunity to engage more productively on those issues of human rights violations, of the treatment of political dissidents, of the creation of, of space. There's no guarantee that that will be successful, but at least it's a different path. 
path. But it's a slow and difficult one. Fidel Castro recently ended his long silence to restate his mistrust of the American government. This was followed soon after by his brother Raul's demand that the U.S. hand over the base at Guantanamo Bay and pay hundreds of millions in reparations to Cuba for losses suffered during the embargo. These demands are not likely to be met anytime soon, but the Castros will not live forever. There will be a succession in Cuba. Um, it will come from within the Communist Party. And the question is whether, as in other cases of transition in Eastern Europe, whether there are elements within the party itself that are interested in greater reform and greater political opening. Arturo Lopez Levy thinks there are. He's a professor and co-author of a book about Raul Castro and the new Cuba. And 20 years ago, he was a political analyst for the Cuban Ministry of the Interior. If we end the embargo, basically what we are saying is, you know, it's, it's up to you to get more from the world in which you live. This is quite important at a moment of critical transition in Cuban society and the Cuban elite. He says it's a big improvement. If what you want to do is to promote democracy and human rights, the more Cubans can uh, be in contact with American society, the better. Uh, the best ambassadors of American values are Americans themselves. But others, like Frank Calzon, director of Washington, D.C.'s Center for a Free Cuba, are not so quick to let go of the years of fear and mistrust of the Castro regime. The president did say, that the uh, American policies toward Cuba gave Cuba a rationale for repression. I was flabbergasted when I heard the president say that because repression on the dictatorship has little or nothing to do with the foreign policy of any government. It has to do with the need of the dictatorship to remain in power indefinitely. For him, change is only possible at the hands of the Cuban people. This is a dynasty. Uh, so waiting for them to die is not the answer. The Part of the answer is something that the president apparently ignore when he says that nothing has changed. Something has changed. The new technology has changed. The Internet has changed. The willingness of the Cuban people to challenge the government on the streets have changed. 